right now. Yeah. Can you hear me? Great.
Please join me in reading the litany of invitation and confession printed in your order of worship. (coughs) There are many who have gone before us and walked the path toward God, showing us the way with their lives. On this All Saints Sunday, we give thanks to God for them. All the company of heaven is filled with a beautiful assortment of caregivers, troublemakers, peacemakers, and prophets. Each Christian is a of saint and As did our predecessors, we too need wisdom and courage. God meets us where we are. Our confessions are heard, and God gives us abundant grace. God has forgiven us. Well, good morning and welcome to the worship of God at Northside Drive Baptist Church. I'm so delighted you're here worshiping with us this morning. If you are visiting with us, we invite you to fill out the tear-off that's in your order of worship guide and give us some information about yourself if you'd like to be contacted and learn more about our congregation. And you can place that in the offering plate when that comes around later. Also, if you have prayer concerns, you can write those on the same sheet put them in the offering plate. Every Tuesday, our staff gathers for staff meeting, and we pray for the concerns that we have in our congregation and beyond, and we'd be delighted to pray for you. It's a special day today. It is All Saints Sunday. It is a day of remembrance for those in the congregational life of Northside Drive Baptist Church who have died in the the year preceding us since last All Saints Day. We'll ring the bell. We'll say the special names. We'll say prayers. And we'll be connected with all the company of heaven in our hearts, which each of those. And you'll be invited to say some names that are in your hearts as well. The scriptures that are chosen for today are special All Saints scriptures. They'll bring comfort and hope and a good word in the face of sorrow and death to you. You'll hear words from the prophet Isaiah, who spoke of the banquet feast awaiting the people of God. From the revelation of John, who speaks about the creation of new heavens and a new earth. And then you'll hear the gospel lesson, which is the raising of Lazarus. We'll serve Holy Communion, kneeling at the rail, and all are welcome. And you may have noticed that we have some beautiful musical instruments with us today. Two harps. We're joined by harpist Nella Rugiel. 
We're so delighted that, Nella, you're with us this morning, and we look forward to hearing you. Um, and the wonderful music that we'll also hear from Kurt Thomas in a moment, who will be playing on the guitar and playing Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Let's continue our worship. God promises a day when there will be food for all, joy for everyone, and God will wipe away every tear. A reading from the book of Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Here ends the first lesson. Several years ago, when our youth and their sponsors returned from Iona, they brought back with them a phrase. They talked about that, that place being a thin space. You remember what that is. It is a reference to there's heaven that we think of as above and earth as we think of below. But in that gap... There are some places on this earth that it feels that the distance between heaven and earth is thinner. For many of us, this place is a thin space. Heaven and earth are close. And if that is so, it's even closer on All Saints Sunday. For we've come here to call names, not so much for their sake, but for our sake. I needed to be here. You needed to be here. As we look at the names of remembrance and thanksgiving this year, there are two things I want to name that you've already thought. One is quantity. There are a lot of names. And that has an impact on the size of our loss because we've lost a lot of folk. The second thing is quality. I mean, there's some years we come to this list and we see somebody, well, I don't know who that is. I guess they moved to Schenectady years ago, maybe. But these people were involved. Several of them were sitting on these pews last year on All Saints Sunday. So there are people that we miss even more intimately. You'll see the last name on the list is Jean Lanier. She was not a member of our church anymore. But she was uh, uh, years ago because Forrest Lanier was her husband. He was the pastor of our church. He was the fifth pastor of our church. She died this year. I wanted to include her name. So what I will do is 
I will read each of these names one at a time. After the name is read, Keith will sound a tolling bell, then the next name, then the tolling bell. And then after I read Jean Lanier's name, I'll say something like, and now we name all the saints that you would want to name at this time. And you call aloud those other names. Like, I'm expecting Liz, my wife, to call Irene's name, her mother who died this year. All right. Let us bow in a time of prayer and remembrance. As we do, we call the name of John Bell. Nell Holbrook. Wilton Looney. Gordon Davis. Jerry Humphreys. Dale Schroeder. Louise Davis. Jane Jordan. Wade Davis. Jean Lanier. And now let us call aloud the names of all the saints that you want to name aloud at this time. All loving God, we call upon the image of the scriptures today from that Hebrews text that speaks of a cloud of witnesses that surround us. It is such a bright day outside. The sky is so blue it can hurt our eyes. The leaves are so orange we can almost taste them. And though the day is bright, we feel this cloud of witnesses that don't block the sunlight, but somehow refract it by their individual personalities. They gifted us, and that cloud hangs low today. We can feel their presence. They have touched our lives, and we have grown. For they were leaders and lovers and long-suffering. And we lament our loss. But in lamenting our loss, we also give thanks to you, O God, for the gift of life. We're sort of old school here, Lord, and we can point to the places and the pews where they sat, next to us, in front of us, behind us, we remember them. They were a part of us. And now we do what faithful people do. We trust them to God. We trust them to the everlasting arms of God. Everlasting arms, what a blessedness, 
What a peace in mind Leaning on the everlasting arms Leaning, leaning Safe and secure from all alarms Leaning, leaning Leaning on the everlasting arms What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms I have blessed peace With my Lord so dear Leaning on the everlasting arms Leaning, leaning Safe and secure From all alarms Leaning, leaning Leaning on the everlasting arms Leaning on the everlasting arms The Apostle John views a new heaven and a new earth that is completely wrapped in the presence of God. A reading from the Revelation to John. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who is seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Here ends the second lesson. Children, if you could come forward at this time. And I'll ask Miss Andrea to come forward and help me. You can give your offering to her. Oh, thank you. Is that for me? Thank you. Can you give that to her? So good to be with you this morning. This is a very special morning uh, for a lot of reasons, but I want to introduce you to a very special family that's here with us. Andrea, I just said her name, but you didn't know who she was. I should have introduced her first, shouldn't I? 
This is Andrea, Mrs. Andrea Johnson, and she's here with her family. This is her husband, Norm. Say hi, Norm. And daughter, Leah. Say hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. And Aaron, where's Aaron at? Oh, Aaron's right next to Leah. Say hi to Aaron. Leah and Aaron. Um, Leah is three years old, and Aaron is seven years old, and we're so glad to have you with us. And Andrea is going to be our new director of children's ministries. So let's say hello to the Johnson family. Welcome and hello. Well, Andrea has already been a huge help to our ministry here at Northside Drive Baptist Church. She helped make some cards, so I'm going to explain this card in just a moment. I've got one up here with me. But I wanted to talk this morning real quickly about when we see other people in pain, when bad things happen to other people. Like last year, when we first moved here, my daughter was riding her scooter, and she fell and broke her arm. And it it hurt my heart. When I saw her, it hurt right here. Have you ever been hurting right here when, when you get really sad? My mommy told me this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did. And that, that made you feel sad, too, didn't it? Well, my heart hurts, and so Miss Andrea brought some hearts. Can you pass out some hearts? We're all going to hold our hearts. If you can help pass these around, we're going to hold our hearts up. Yeah, she's better now, isn't she? Well, the reason I bring this up is because we have some Jewish friends and neighbors whose hearts have been hurting this past week. And we want to do something really nice for them this week. So we're going to send them a card. We're going to send a card to Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. And what does the card say? It says, when your hearts hurt, our hearts hurt too. And then they're going to open it and say, what does it say next? So we are sending our hearts to you. Love, the children of Northside Drive Baptist Church. In a little bit, we're going to take these hearts, and they're going to be put in the card. And then Miss Andrea is going to help you. We're going to sign these cards today with a little uh, ink pad, and we're going to make a heart with our thumb. Isn't that great? So we're going to send one to Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, and then we're going to send another just like it to our neighbors down the street with whom we work all the time, Ahavath Akim Synagogue so that our Jewish brothers and sisters know that we love them and that we stand with them when they hurt too, okay? So, Miss Andrea, could you help us sign over here? And, and can you know what? Can you show me how to, how to sign it? Is it okay if I go sign it? Can I go sign this? And would you sign it with me? Okay, great. Let me just part the Red Sea here. Here we go. Oh, Levon, very treacherous, and I've made it to the front. Okay. Show me how you do it. Okay, Pastor Daniel, you get your thumb. Okay, I got my thumb. One push down. Just one? Just one push. Okay. And then here's the card, and you got to take your thumb, and you okay. have to go here and here. Okay, great. I'm going to like here. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm like sorry. I've already no, messed it up. It's okay, like that, and then like that. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And should I do it on this one, too? Yeah, do it on that one, too. You might have to get another push. Okay, so another push there. Okay, y'all come up. Come up. Let's sign it real quick. Come on. Okay, can you do that? Press down on it and sign it. One press, and then you just put your thumb kind of like that and okay. like that. You go All ahead, right. push down hard and sign. Push down hard with your thumb. All right, great job. Here's your wipe for your hand. Okay, go ahead and sign. You come over here after you sign. Mr. Norm can give you a wipe for your hand, okay? Ooh, very good. And if you've signed, you can go sit down on the stairs. Yeah. Just go sit down where you were a second ago. Okay. 
after you've wiped your fingers off. Your parents will thank you for wiping your fingers off. Beautiful. Go get your hand washed. Beautiful. You guys are making wonderful hearts. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Doing a great job. Here's the whites over here. She's going to wipe your loose fingers off. Beautiful. This is the most efficient signature operation in U.S. history. So wipe it off over there. Over there. Wipe. Yeah, you do both. Uh-huh. All right, and while we're waiting, uh, Miss Nella Rogel, welcome again. Is there a song on your heart that you want to start playing maybe an introduction to? Okay, will you play us a song? We'll hear it. We're almost done. I'll be over there in a minute. That was a beautiful song. Did you all recognize that song? What's that song? He's got the whole world in his hands. Do you all know that song, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands? Oh, can you, can you play the intro again? Okay. Y'all, come over here. Let's, let's get close to the harp here. That song is on your heart, and it's on mine, too. And would it be okay if we, if we sing that song? I think that'd be great. Let's sing that song. Here we go. And you'll forgive me if I'm off a note or two, but let's just do it anyway. Here we go. He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 Well, how about this? How about Tree of Life Synagogue? Does God have Tree of Life Synagogue in his hands? Let's sing that. He's got Tree of Life Synagogue in his hands. He's got Tree of Life Synagogue in his hands. He's got Tree of Life Synagogue in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. And all together now, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Oh, God loves you, and God loves our Jewish neighbors and friends. Let that be our prayer this week as we go in peace.
Thank you, Nella Rogel. Beautiful. All right, come with Mary Lou. Thank you.
Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Resurrection of Lazarus, a reading from the Gospel according to John. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there's a stench because he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. The reason I'm not participating much today in the liturgical drama and dance is because I'm down in my back. But it didn't cause me to miss because I needed to be here. Uh, I feel like Lazarus in the tomb and maybe, maybe Jesus can say to somebody, loose him and let him go. Uh, I had the need to be here for a lot of reasons. Uh, Years ago, I read an article in a church newsletter written by Perry Sanders, who was a colleague of mine. He was pastor of First Baptist Church, Lafayette, Louisiana, what we Baptists would call in uh, a French Catholic uh, country in Louisiana. And the title of the article in the newsletter was, What Can I Do to Help? He went on to say that two weeks ago, before he had before the letter was, the article was published, his wife had died. His wife was named Gloria. She had had a noble struggle with cancer, and then finally uh, the time had come and she had died. He said in the article that many of the church were so effusive in their wanting to help, and he thanked people for all the casseroles that had been brought over, of all of the pound cakes, of all the apple pies, Of all the times that people had taken him out to eat, he said, I have appreciated that so much, and your companionship is appreciated a lot. But then he said, there's another answer I'd like to give to the question that all of you ask me, what can I do to help? And he said, here's the answer. Because Gloria did so much in this world and in our church, 
we need you to help. He said, for instance, Gloria was a tither. She took 10% of the income she made as a school teacher, set that aside, and gave that through the ministries of the church. He said, Gloria is no longer with us, so what can you do to help? You can tithe. You can give to God's work through our church. He said, oh, and she loved to sing in the choir. She wouldn't miss choir practice. She would be there every Sunday morning giving it her all. And she's not here now. So what can you do to help? You can join the choir. And if you can't sing a lick, you can get someone else, encourage them, and let them join the choir. And always be an encourager of our music program. He said, that's what you can do to help. He said, Gloria was a Sunday school teacher. Did so for 25 years, and now we're one teacher short. What can you do to help? You can teach Sunday school or find someone to help teach Sunday school. You see the drift of the, of the article. What can you do to help? He ended it by saying, glory is in heaven now, but we need folk on earth to help do what she did. I thought about that as I looked at this list this week. And I thought of each name and how each person had made a unique contribution of self and service through our church and in our world. And I thought, I'll just make the homily today my own experience with each of these people. And now that they're not here, we need your help. We need you to do what they did. For instance, here's John Bell. I would describe John as quietly calm, right? In an age of rage where ranting and chanting is applauded, don't we need some who, like John, were quietly calm? We need your help with that. Here's Nell Holbrook. Not everybody would know Nell. She wasn't able to come for years due to uh, dementia. But I would say the two words I'd attach to her would be endearing snicker. Right? She and Miriam, her identically twin sister, would sit there on the pew and just snicker, snicker, snicker. As they had done for 80 years together. Nell Holbrook, did you know that her nephew, after Miriam, after Nell's death, said, I'd like to do something for the church. What can I do for the church? And we needed a new audiovisual system down in the fellowship hall. And he donated $5,000 to make that happen. What can I do to help? You can not take yourself so seriously, like Nell Holbrook, but give generously. Ah, there's Wilton Looney's name. If I had to say two words, I would say generous substance. I know those words are too small to describe such a large life, but he lived a life of generous substance. Now, what can you do to help? You can fill Wilton's place. None of us really have that capacity, do we? But what we do have the capacity for is try to live out of generous substance. I know that if he were still here, he would say, now that pledge card needs to be turned in because he, he and uh, 
a good friend, George Smith, would always go trying to recruit those pledge cards. You turn yours in. No one can fill Wilton's place. We do the best we can. We trust him to God. That was Gordon Davis's name. I see some friends of Gordon here with Billy today. Gordon, I would say, showed up. Not everybody does that in church, but Gordon showed up. We needed leadership, like a moderator. He showed up. We needed a servant to serve as deacon. He showed up. We needed to go to Tolliver and put on those silly clothes and tell Bible stories. He showed up. You know, some money has been given to uh, help buy more costumes for us to use, not only in the nativity pageant we do, but also to go to Tolliver County every year. He, as a Georgia Tech Ph.D. in engineering, would ride the bus back to Six Flags with those kids, sit on it while they threw up on him, and they would say, let's go again. Gordon showed up. What can you do to help? Show up. There is Jerry Humphreys. I would say matriarch of loving and longevity. She was always right there. Beth, are you taking her place? <laughs> well, we need, we need help. Can you say, that's the sweetest baby? A little practice. Liz will work with you. Ruth will work with you. Yeah, Jerry. I think uh, Daniel and I, and I'm sure Karen, still bear a stigmata on our stoles of Jerry's makeup from a frequent hug. I love you. She was a matriarch of welcome. What can you do to help? Will you do that? Welcome people, affirm, encourage people who come to our church. There's Dale Schrader, Schroeder. He's the father uh, uh, of Jonathan in our church. He wasn't uh, coming to our church the last several years before his death. But the first years, he was right there every week in the pastor's Bible study. He would ask all the pesky questions that Barney Moore asks now. But Dale, I would say, was an advocate for the overlooked. He worked with blue-collar industry workers up north all of his life. And he would remind me and us in those groups that corporate decisions made up at the top have a trickle-down effect and affects everybody all the way down. He was an advocate for the overlooked. And then we have Louise Davis. How many are here with Louise Davis's family? Raise a hand. Look at that. Some from the East Coast, some from the West Coast. So Marianne and Patsy, we are glad that you're here. Also, uh, Bobby Backus is here sitting between them. I had uh, met Bobby years ago, and I saw him in the hallway, and he said, you'll remember me, I worked for Louise Davis. And I said, well, Bobby, you and I have something in common. I worked for Louise Davis. Louise Davis, missions and music. Do those two words get at it? Louise and I would always joke about this list every week, every year. We would come out on All Saints Sunday, and she would go, too many of our friends. And I said, oh, yeah, Louise. And I said, you know now, one year 
your name and my name are going to be on this list. And this year, it is her name. But I would always joke with her in the narthex, and I would say, and given my health these days, it's liable to be your name on the list first. I mean, my, my name on the list first. And she would go like Louise would go. She would go, that may be true. <laughs> Didn't turn out that way, but there's Louise's name. What can you do to help, volunteer to help with our children's program, our music program with the children? Uh, that's what you can help. Sign up with Joel or sign up with Mary Lou. Amen, yeah. Jane Jordan. How about elegant grace? A person of elegant grace, but to be clear, she was her mother's daughter, right? So she was a helper, but she was a boundaried helper. We need, we need you to do that, elegant grace. Wade Davis, I would call the words private generosity. Some of us were here for church and conference uh, just two weeks ago, and Don Janney, our, our uh, moderator, announced that Wade Davis, in his will, has willed his house to Northside Drive Baptist Church. It's a fine house. It's a house on Christmas Tree Lane. How would you like to have a parsonage on Christmas Tree Lane, which is right in the middle of the Jewish section of Atlanta over near the synagogue there. Well, he's willed his house. What a generous gift. It is a reminder to me that we can give gifts beyond our own lifetime. And maybe we should say more about that, that you not only turn in a pledge card, but when you are headed for your own death. How might you give beyond your own lifetime through Northside Drive? And then the last name is Jean Lanier, pastor's wife of Forrest. I remember her long-suffering smile. So how do we honor these? We honor these by allowing our souls to travel the depths of our grief, to feel their absence, but in their absence, ask that question that Perry Sanders asked long ago. What can I do to help? As I look at their lives, you can give and serve, hope and pray, not take ourselves too seriously, but take God very seriously. Amen. As is our custom, whenever a word is offered, we give an opportunity to respond. <clears throat> and that may be a decision that you've made to turn your will and your life over to God or to join our congregation. We'll sing a hymn, 772, 772, for the bread which you have broken. And you'll have an opportunity to respond then. As we sing, we stand.
Well, I'm delighted to introduce to you two gentlemen that most of you have met already, who have been coming to our Northside Drive Baptist Church for several weeks, have been attending the Art and Soul class, and they are Andrew Taylor and David Beavers. They've come forward uh, to join our church this, this morning, moving their membership from Mountain View Baptist uh, in Thomaston, Georgia, correct? And David moving his membership from Westside Baptist Church in Cleveland, Alabama, right? Both of you, if I'm understanding right, were raised as Baptists, right? Welcome home. Welcome home. And our custom here is uh, if you join me in welcoming David and Andrew to our congregation, to lift your hand and to join with me in the reading of the reception of persons for membership that is printed in your order of worship. We'll read together now. As members of Northside Drive Baptist Church, we welcome you as you join us in the adventure of faith and faithful community. We offer you our love, our history, and our hope. We value your story of faith, and we invite you to serve with us and among us as stewards of God's grace. Amen. Welcome, Andrew and David. And if you could have a seat, and at the end of the service, Beth Laxton, who is our chair of deacons, will be standing with you out in the narthex to greet all the members of the congregation and others gathered here. Thank you. Now I want to bring a few announcements and concerns and celebrations of this morning. Um, in two weeks from this Sunday, the Thanksgiving interfaith service that rotates among the participating congregations uh, and has done so for years will be at Northside Drive Baptist Church. This, the service will be at 5 p.m., two Sundays from today, in our sanctuary, followed by some interfaith bakers, including our own Greg Dwyer, who bakes our communion bread, and there'll be some samplings on display and some brief testimony of gratitude after the service two weeks from today. Uh, at the end of the service, the final hymn of witness, uh, there's an insert for you to sing along with. Some of you might be familiar with that song uh, from the Pilgrim Hymnal uh, that was used in this church in years past. So be looking for that coming up soon. Our prayers are with uh, many in the congregation who are suffering at this hour. I received word yesterday that George Smathers had a stroke yesterday. Uh, that's the bad news. The good news is that he is stable and recovering well. I talked to Gloria and got a very good update from Gloria. He's in the ICU at Kennestone Hospital. Only family are uh, asked to be present at this time, so no visitors. But Gloria did ask for the prayers of the congregation, and I said we would lift up George and Gloria, who's very tired uh, at this hour. I'm glad that he is stable and recovering well. We continue to pray for Bill Jones and his wife, Stephanie Jones. Bill, who has experienced a recurrence of his cancer and had a very rough week this week, um, but I understand that was able to watch the Auburn game yesterday uh, with family and had good cheer, has been cheered by the love uh, and faith of this congregation who has been praying with him from the beginning. We lift up all of those who were called out by name with the ringing of the bell, and those we said out loud, we hold them dear. We continue our worship with the giving of our tithes and offerings with the singing of the Requiem, Lux Eterna, Eternal Light, 
Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, for they rest from their labors. Amen.
Oh God, heaven and earth has come crashing together and created a space for you to dwell. So come dwell among us. Give us hope. Give us peace. Give us love at this very hour. We've come to claim the promise that, as Jesus said, for I have lived, so also you will live. Let us live in service to neighbor and take these gifts and redeem them for service for your kingdom. In Christ's name, amen. At this time, we will celebrate Holy Communion. We will take communion kneeling at the rails. It will be by intention. You'll simply take the bread and dip it into the cup. Those who are able to may kneel or you may stand before the railing. The choir will be served first. Now read with me in the insert that's printed in your order of worship. The peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift up the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, mighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with all the company of heaven, who forever proclaim the glory of your name, singing... Please be seated. On the night of Jesus' suffering and death, he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup, and having given thanks, he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us pray. We celebrate the memorial of Christ's redeeming gift, O God, through this meal that speaks of both sacrifice and thanksgiving. Recalling Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection, we celebrate these holy mysteries. Sanctify us 
and your entire church that we may remain faithful in love and hope as we follow Jesus Christ our Lord. And hear us, O God, as we join together in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. All of God's people are welcome at this table. Take these gifts in remembrance that Christ died and was raised, and therefore let us come to the table in thanksgiving and hope.
Let us stand for prayer. Almighty God, we give you thanks for having refreshed us at your table as we have celebrated the presence of Christ. Deepen our faith, increase our love for one another, and send us forth into the world in strength and in peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Now hear this good word. And now to the one who by the power at work among us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than you can ever ask or imagine. To God be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations. Amen. <laughs> 